Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Michael Shepard and welcome to the Adoption Chronicles. I'll be bringing you weekly episodes where everyday people share their stories of adoption. And today is Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, whether you're an adopted mother, whether you're a birth mother, or an adopted child with children yourself. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And tonight on the show, we've got a very, very special guest. We have heard from adopted children, we have heard from birth mothers and birth fathers, but we haven't really heard a lot from the adopted mums. So who better to bring on the show and talk about adopted mums than my very own mum? So welcome to the show, Delvine. Thank you, my son. My pleasure. (laughs) First of all, thank you. For doing the show, for, for doing the, the interview and telling everybody your side of the story. And I guess for the listeners, um, I should say that <clears throat> I haven't really probed mum or dad too deeply over my and my sister's adoption story. And so we're going to cover things tonight that I might not have heard, but I already might have known or something like that too. So I know there's two very, very interested parties that will be listening to tonight's episode. 
namely myself and my sister Kylie. So I guess the best place to start with is before I came around and I guess there was a conversation with you and Dad and how did your adoption story begin? Well, the funny thing was we always had talked about adopting children uh, we thought we'd have a couple of our own. Okay. And then we'd adopt a couple. Nice. Because uh, I always thought it was lovely. Yep. Then, due to some medical problems, on the 18th of December 1970, which happened to be my birthday, yes. yep. the specialist said he thought our wisest choice would be to think about adoption. Right. So we went home and we thought, well, we were going to do that anyway. Yep. So let's start. Uh, we got in touch with, well, it was Christmas, so we left yep. it till January. Yep. And we got the papers from the child welfare. We filled them all in. And then we started telling friends that we were going to adopt. Right. And how was that received? It was received with, like, joy. Yeah. And they were excited but what was annoying for us was nearly all of them said, except our very, very close friends who knew the medical reasons, oh, that's, that's um, you, oh, you wait, as soon as you adopt, you'll have one of your own, it always happens. Yeah. And I used to feel like saying, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but also some other people would say, oh, that's cheating, you're doing it the easy way. Yeah, right. There's no way applying to adopt a child was easy. Yeah. They actually had to bear your soul. Okay. <laughs> they wanted all your, all your naturally, the medical records. Yep. You had to prove that that was the case. Yep. But also, we had to supply all our financial records. Yeah, right. We had to have the house inspected where the child would be brought to. So this is all before you were approved? Yes. Right. Oh, it took months. Okay. Because first of all, they'd come out and interview you. Yep. And uh, we were very lucky at the time. We had a new uh, gentleman that came to Gosford for the welfare. And he, and at that time, we were churchgoers. Yep. And he belonged to our church. Right. So we were lucky also, I was also teaching Sunday school at the time, so yep. our minister and his wife got involved and they wanted us to go through the Methodist adoption. But okay. the law was you could have one and one only. Ah. Well, we'd already gone so far with the child welfare, we left it. Right. So we... So with the Methodist then, yep. you could have only had one, is that right, or...? No, no, we could only have one application in. Oh. You couldn't have applications in everywhere. Oh, And right. in those days, I don't know whether it's still the same, but that um, there was a Catholic adoption organisation, yep. child welfare, and most of the churches had their own. Right. Uh, I don't know whether that's the same today or not. Okay. Also, it only cost us $50. Yeah, I know right. that today... If you're lucky, it costs you thousands, ten yeah. or fifteen thousand. Well, I guess fifty dollars in nineteen seventy one is a lot more than fifty dollars yeah. is now. Yeah. So we got approved. Yep. And we had medical procedures in between that. 
and we had to wait six months. So the yep. first procedure was done in March. Okay. Then it was October. They told us, no, that wasn't successful. And so we got in touch with welfare. They held our application and we didn't lose priority. Right. So in October, we said we're going ahead with it. Yep. So on the 24th of January, our beautiful little boy was born. Ah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to pick him up on the 24th of February. Right. Which was very unusual because he was only four weeks old. Right. And what's what was normal? Well, the mother, the birth mother, had um, 30 days to change her mind. Oh. And... The, her, the birth was very hard for her yep. and she was unconscious for about a week. Oh. So she didn't sign the papers right. for about a week. So we still had a full week. Right. Okay. But we had this little boy yeah. who, at four weeks old, was sitting up in the nursery <laughs> in his little bassinet. They had pillows all propped up and here he is sitting there as bright as a little button watching everything going on. So they decided that they would let him go. Right. But the sad, the hard part for us was we had to sign a paper. If she changed her mind, we had to give him back. Wow. So we held our breath for a week. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> we weren't allowed to have him christened. Yep. We weren't allowed any medical procedures unless it was emergency. Yep. And... Uh, Yes, so that was a bit of it. So we counted the days. As soon as the day was up, I had him to the doctors for a full medical check. Okay. <laughs> and we were very lucky. The family practice we had absolutely loved adopting our babies. Right. So we were very lucky. Yes. Now my feeling. Oh, do you want to ask? Well, I, I was going to say, so you've gone through that process and yep. you've brought... The, the, the little bundle of joy home, yeah. obviously. Did people's reactions change? How do, how how was all of that received? Because obviously you're not pregnant and next minute you've got a bub. And I would assume that as much as you would have told everybody, it's not like now where you've got the internet and you can tell thousands of people all at once with one message what's happening you would have gone in to see certain people who wouldn't have known what was about to happen and here you are with yeah. with a baby. How how was all of that early days? Well, we didn't even have a telephone because in those days, when the house was being built, we said to Telstra, come out and wire the house, and they wouldn't even do that. So we waited about six or seven months for a phone. So the local post office... She was a friend of ours yep. and her husband delivered the, the telegrams and all that in his little van. So the day that we got the telegram, I had finished work for about a month yep. and um, Trevor had gone in. He said, I'm going to Gosford, come on. And I said, no, I'm going to sit here and play patience waiting for my telegram to come. Huh. And he said... No, you'll be disappointed. I said, I'm waiting for the telegram. So, Lord and behold, if there's not a knock on the door. Yeah, right. And it was the postmaster with the telegram. He's got tears in his eyes because they <laughs> knew what was in the telegram and they knew what we were waiting for. And so by the time 
Trevor come home, I'm running up and down the street with the telegram. Yeah, right. <laughs> waiting to tell him. <clears throat> so then we had to go to my mum's and dad's, your grandparents. Yep. Got to use their telephone to ring the welfare. Oh. And they said, we've got a little boy for you. Yep. We didn't know what we were getting because we had put no preference. Right. And the welfare said, well, no, you have to put a preference. I said, no, I don't. I'm the mother and I would, don't know what I'm having. Right. So, so, <laughs> so I, and he said to me, I have never done an application where they have not put that they'll take whatever they can get. Yeah, right. <laughs> and... Um, so he said it probably would be a boy. It's, and I said, why? And he said, because women tend to keep the girls. Hmm. And I thought that was sad. Yep. And I thought maybe those stupid women think it's going to be easy to raise a girl, but they're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so I, my I'm dad, just looking for Emma. <laughs> granddad, your, uh, your grandfather then drove us to Sydney. Yep. So we had to go right into the city to get the paperwork. Okay. And then we went out to Manly Hospital to pick you up. Right. So this is all on the one trip? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, of course, by the time we rang them, it was one in the afternoon, and I wanted to come straight away. Yeah. And they said, it's a bit late. Can you come in the morning? So we were at the welfare office at 9am. In Sydney? In the step. Jeez. So Ready. what time did you have to leave back uh, then? I don't know. <laughs> we didn't care what time. We yeah. just wanted you. Yeah. And so we then got from the hospital, we went down to Manly Beach and had fish and chips. Okay. Because it was lunchtime by then. Yep. I oh, know they made me feed you first. Right. They uh, wanted to assess They wanted to your see if I skills. could feed you. Right. Okay. But that, and they, I started and they said, oh, she knows what she's doing. But I was a nurse's aide at right. the hospital at maternity in Gosford. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so I knew what I was doing. Yeah. So the, and besides, I'm the oldest of five. Mm-hmm. So we, I think the emotions, though, was the biggest thing I remember. When they brought you out and put you in my arms, you're mine. Yeah. And, and that was it. And it was just the same for was both it, of you. Were you able to prepare yourself? Like in the... I guess the months or the weeks leading up to that. What do you mean, the bassinet and the clothes? And well, you obviously are buying all yeah. of that. <laughs> we had all that, yeah. But emotionally. Emotionally, yes. I used to – I did get to meet your birth mother, as you did. At that time? No, 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 no. Right. We didn't – I met her when you met her. Right, okay. When you were 21. We'll, we'll come yep. to that later. All right. Um, but I used to hold you. And I sometimes would cry, what? But I always thanked her, yeah, without knowing her, yeah, for giving you to me, yep. And I used to feel sorry for her, right? That she had come to that decision. I didn't know what it why, why at that time, yeah. Um, but I thought, oh, holding you, I thought, well, I, you know, to me, um, it was a a, a gift she gave me. And I was always grateful for that gift and I always thanked her silently without knowing who she was or where she was. Yeah. So I guess um, moving forward somewhat, a baby isn't able to communicate or understand anything for a long time and 
you had and dad had a big decision to make. That being when, why, how are you going to tell me or and my sister Kylie that we were adopted? How did you come to that decision? Well, the welfare give you a lot of uh, uh, of literature, yep. and they recommended you tell the children as young as possible. Mm-hmm. Now I've heard how it can be devastating to children told later. Yep. Um, so we got you used to the word even be- before we adopted Kylie. Yep. Um, we told you that we had chosen you, and we were going to choose another one. You didn't like that. <laughs> You you were very, not protective of us, but you were very cl- close to us. Right. In, you know, like, and it was like, no, you're mine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was. Um, so when we went to get her, we took you with us. Yep. Um, Gran um, took you to a park while we got all the paperwork. Yep. And then we went out to get her from North Shore. Right. Was um, so, grand and grandfather were with you for both pickups. No, granddad had an important meeting. Only grand was for the for Kylie. Right. Okay. Yeah. But they granddad took grandfather. Oh, sorry, grandfather <laughs> took. Yeah. So we had the bassinet in those days. It was just a basket. Yeah. And he had a station wagon, so you're thrown in the boot. Right. With. <laughs> but you didn't last there long. Yeah. We well, I was going to say, I remember Gran telling me we nursed on numerous you. occasions that I was nursed all <laughs> yeah, the way, on way home. Yeah. <laughs> you were, we kept passing you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my turn. Give him back. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I have to say, all the family and friends that we have have never treated you any different than if we had borne you ourselves. Yeah. And I hope that you felt that. Absolutely. And I was just about to say that I never felt any different. Yep. And I know by reading other people's stories that that's not always the case. Yep. And to any one of my family, our family that's listening to this, I want to thank you all personally. Thank you. And Kylie as well for... Um, I guess treating us like normal yep. more than anything because, you know, I've got good relations with my cousins, um, which I'm totally thankful for. And, yeah, I'm very lucky. Well, very, Pop, yep. um, Trev's dad, he was over in the paddock. Right. We, first of all, we'd come home and I'd run out to get f- food for you. Yeah. <laughs> formula. And then we went up to, we stopped at um, Uncle Ronnie and Auntie Margaret's first. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so they, t- all good and garden, took pictures. Right. Then we went up, continued up the road to Nan and Pop's. And Pop was out in the orchard and I held you up in my arms in the car as I'm going up the drive. <laughs> and he ran across the... Yeah, right. And he cried. And then Nan held you and she said, oh, my God, it's like holding Trevor again. Yeah, right. Wow. She, she reckons you were so like him as a baby. Wow. Yes. So, um, and as I said, I think your cousins have always... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ne- never has there's yeah. any 
Yeah. Right? And I'm so grateful for that. Yep. Because it's never been a big deal. No. It's never been a big deal. On that, I don't um, – yeah, it's just never been a big deal. And, and that's perfect. Yeah. So I guess a question just to go back a touch. So you've got you've got one. Yeah. The next decision would be timing, I guess. Um, was there a discussion on how far apart you wanted no, you two had, children? Did you want close or no? They you had no choice. Had no choice, right? Um, they wouldn't give them to you under two years anyway. Right. Oh, you mean separation, like yeah. one? Okay, right. Um, we applied for three right. originally. Okay. And then we had this Prime Minister. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mr Whitlam decided that all unmarried mothers could have a pension. Oh, that's what changed that's everything. That's what changed everything. Yeah. And that was the year Kylie was born. Right. So we were very lucky. So uh, when the welfare come back, they said, do you want the third one? Yeah, right. And I said, I didn't think we are going to be allowed one. Course it's become so restricted, yeah. Which it did eventually get down to one child only. Wow. Um, I remember him saying to us the year we got Kylie, 365 babies were adopted that year. Yep. By the next year, it would drop to 12. Wow. And they had 300. He said, and The funny thing is. We were getting 365 applications a month. <gasps> yeah, right. And that was because the mums could then, single mums could then keep the children because there was the welfare for them. Yeah. There was our married mother's pension. Yeah. I guess the idea isn't to go political, but obviously that changed yep. the adoption world significantly. Um and it's not for us to say for better or worse or yeah. whatever, but it did change change yeah. things. So I guess all the adoption websites and Facebook groups and Instagram groups, the stories seem to be from prior to that, 70s, 60s. And, yeah, yeah it's, they're a lot less. Um, but they're still there. People still get adopted. Um, so... I guess, how, do you remember when you told us? Did you tell us both at the same time? No. You knew before we got Kylie. Right. We told her. And actually we told you you were very special. Yep. Because we'd chosen you. Yep. And we were having a party. I don't know what it was for. And all of a sudden you hopped up on the stool and said, everybody, attention, attention. <laughs> I have something to tell you. So everybody said, yes, what is it? I am very special. I am adopted. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody went, oh, well, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah, and then that was before we so you were only two. Right. Okay. You were two. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah I, I felt like I've always known. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, on that, I thank you. Yeah. 100%. Because, yeah, I've heard of people yeah. trying to keep it a secret and then they find out later on through DNA or by accident or. Or when just, the parents, the adopting parents pass away and they find the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is um, not ideal. Yeah. Let's just say that. And unfortunately, it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very, I'm very lucky, and I think Kylie's very lucky too. Um, but sh I can't speak for her. Um, well, 
be seeing her on the weekend, which is cool. Yeah. But, um, okay, so going through childhood, I don't feel singled out even at school. Um, I guess when you talk to people when it comes up and you say, oh, no, I'm adopted or whatever, and it's a little bit like, oh, okay, and then we move on, which, you know, it's normal, which is good. Um, and then I guess we move into the, the next phase, which is um, in this, in my story, um, would be when uh, you received a letter. Do you want to go through that? I was dev- absolutely devastated. We got this letter. Or yep. actually it was only addressed to Trevor because um, when your birth mother checked the records, only Trevor's name was given, not mine. Mm. So she thought we must have been divorced. Right. So she wrote the letter and she said that who she was and that she wanted to meet you, but if we had never told you, she didn't want you to be told. She'd right. respect our wishes. Okay. So you came home uh-huh. and we handed you the letter. Right. Your words were, oh, I knew this would come one day but not so soon. Yeah, that's... Do you remember saying I do, yeah. Yeah. I remember... So I was 21, you say? Just under. Right, okay. Because, yeah, I've, that, it's yeah. a little bit foggy. Yeah, it was about the October and you turned 21 in the January. Right. I reckon I was... I guess a little bit like now on a mission. I'd come home from work, I think, getting ready Off to go cricket. back out again to go to <laughs> indoor, indoor cricket. cricket. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember stepping into the nets at indoor cricket and it was going over my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Now what do I do? Oh, I wish mum had told me after I'd finished cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be concentrating on the ball. Yeah. Um, and I think what is a common theme is if you wait until you're ready, you're never ready. You're never ever, there's never a perfect time. I cried for days. Yeah? I, I, well, well, you went off to cricket and I ran straight up to Coles. Okay. <laughs> Our neighbour, my yep. friend, yep. who's since passed away, yep. and I handed her the letter and poor old Jeff couldn't cope because yep. I'm sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to come and take him away from me. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) And you're nearly 21. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes, but anyway, well, you can continue with that. But, oh, do you want to... Well, I guess, to be honest, that's probably a story for another time. Yep. Um, You know, I'm not really here to talk about my story. Um, But... Obviously, you were um, dealing with your emotions at that time. Yep. So, when, how, what were you expecting me to say? Because I think before then, we'd talked about it, obviously after I yep. turned 18, and what I was thinking about doing. Did I want to go searching or not? And I'm fairly confident... My memory tells me that I decided I wasn't going to look. You did. Yeah. At that time when you turned 18, the law changed. Right. And they decided to open the adoption 
records. Yeah. Which at the time we were told would be sealed and it would be a secret forever. Oh, <laughs> so next minute Pandora's box yeah, is open. it did. There was a lot of suicides from wow. very old ladies in their 80s and that who had never, ever told their families. Oh. It caused... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a very big controversial thing at the time. Yeah. Um, there was yes for it, but more no's at the time. Right. But you could veto, put a veto in, cost yeah. $50. Yeah. And That's right. Yeah, I remember. And I spoke to you and Kylie about it. Yep. Kylie wasn't old enough. Yeah. But you could have. Yep. And you both said the same thing. No, yep. not wasting your money. <laughs> yeah. I think I was happy if yeah. I was found. Fa- yeah. Or that's not a I, – I, I guess I didn't veto it, but I didn't search either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was – you both said the same thing. Yeah. No, you, you'd uh, – if you got found, what you got found, but you weren't going to look. Yeah. 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 But we always said to both of you, we would support whatever decision you wanted and yep. if you – we would help you um, search if you wanted to search. We did have the advantage. We had for your mother's name. Yeah. Uh, they. Oh, you knew early. I, I knew, right? Because when we got you at the hospital, I said to the nurse, "Would you write out the um, card with all these birth details, but put our name in place of hers?" Ah. Oh. And they gave me the wrong card. Oh. They gave me her card, so right. I had her name all along. Right. Okay. Had her name on your birth card. Yeah, wow. There you go. So I don't know whether they had just given that card to me. Yeah. They shouldn't have because that would have been a big no-no legally. Yeah. But, yeah, so I always knew who she was. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yep. So you had this little, I guess, you put it in the dark recesses of your heart or you just... Kept just, it there or? I just kept the card there. And yeah. besides that, there wasn't internet or any way to search people in those days. No. And it turned out she originally come from Queensland, so I probably would never have found her. Yeah, true. If because, I had have looked. Yeah, because um, the state be, jurisdictions. Yeah, because you, you were born in Manly. Yeah. So, but she was, um, yeah, she actually come from Queensland so, at the time. So. Wow. I probably wouldn't have found her. Yeah. Okay. Well. That's that, I suppose. Yeah. Has Kylie got any interesting stories that you like of her th- that you want to share that, with that at all, or because there's two children here? Ah, uh, well, she um, just before she got married, we were sitting cooking, and she said, "I'd really like my medical records." So she rang the welfare, and they said. We can't, you've got to get your birth certificate, your original birth certificate. Right. She said, I don't want that. I only want the medical part. Ah. And the girl on the other end of the line said, what, don't you want to meet your real mother? And you know what? Like, and there's the legitimate answer to that question. And she just turned around and said, I'm looking at my real mother. Yeah. hung up. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Actually, I should have reported that. Mm. Well, and and I guess that is something that is common in that the terms that 
people that don't have adoption as part of their story use. And that is one that is not cool. Mm. Not cool at all. Especially from the welfare. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess the more we tell these stories, the more it'll help people that don't understand because I'm really strongly of the opinion that if you don't have adoption in your story in your as a part of your life, whether you're a child, an adopted mother or father, or a birth mother or father, you don't understand. Mm. There's no way that you can understand. Um, grandchildren, potentially, right? But even then there's a situation where, as a example, if I've decided not to search for my adopted father, I should say my birth father, um, and then I pass on, and my children want to find that person, they've still got an opportunity, and, and do they have a right to know that? There's medical questions. There's also, there's also the fact that you've out there got two half-sisters. Yeah. Um, well, how do we know they didn't want to know you? Well, there's... I just... I don't know that question, that answer. Um, well, they, do they know, though? No. Well, at the time we spoke to your birth mother, they did, to her knowledge... Yeah. He was married. What was he going to go home and tell his wife and two children he'd been unfaithful? Yeah. Because no? that's, that's pretty much the story of why... Yeah. I was adopted out. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, okay, we've got to give your mother a due. Yep. She did not know. She was engaged to this man. Yes, He true. lied to her. Absolutely. Yep. Yep, yep. No, fair point. And uh, good call. Yep. Um, and she did what she thought was right. Yep. And took a massive decision. That's a huge decision. Um, there's no taking away from that. And, I, and, and also, it's interesting to have... Half brothers and sisters added into your life. That's definitely an interesting story. But that's that's your story. That's my story. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's that's for another time. Yeah. If if I decide that needs to be told, I guess. Have you got anything else that you'd like to add to this story? Well, both. I will always be grateful to these women. Yep. Um, they gave me the greatest gift of all, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. A selfless gift, and I love both of you dearly. Yep, absolutely. And I do um, thank them both for that. I know um, one has passed on, yep. but um, I'm still grateful that she gifted you to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, there'd be a lot of... Uh, adopted mothers listening to this, I hope. Um, have you got anything you'd, that you'd like to say to them as a fellow adopted mother? And I've put you on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't because I'm thinking I'm probably one of the lucky ones. Not everybody who's adopted um, has been lucky. Um, because that was one thing that was said to us, oh, how 
you know, do you know what sort of person they're going to be? And I said, hang on, people who have their own children, their kids end up murderers or thieves. Yep. And, and so, you know, you just got to hope the way you've brought them up that they will be, you know, good people. Yeah. Um, and But I do know of other mothers, but it's the same as if you've had your own child. Mm. Parents get turned on. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, and I'm, and I'm it's just sad now that other mums or potential mothers don't have that opportunity because children aren't being adopted anymore. Yeah. And I'd like to think that they would try and get foster children anyway. Yeah, and there's there's options. Um, and I think one of the, I guess, part of the story with the foster children is that they've been bounced around a fair bit. Yep. Um, which is not ideal. Yeah. And they've usually had some reason why they've been removed forcibly from... Yeah, their, and their that's natural it, their, parents. So, and that's also going to yeah, be another story. It really is. But the children, well, back in the 60s, 70s, we got babies. Yeah. So we got, you know, we got to nurture them from the beginning. Not, yeah. Kylie was seven weeks old. Yep. Uh, but the only reason they kept her so long was because she was born with a hole in her heart. Yep. So they told us that. Um, but it did close over. Yep. It's a, uh, something that happens at birth, a valve that doesn't close, mm-hmm. but hers did. Um, so, but you're both only little. Right. You, four weeks old, you're only seven pound 12, and she was just nine pound at seven weeks. So, yeah, right. brand new baby size. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, there's... Yeah. Babies are what normally eight pounds. Sometimes yeah, that's a big baby, pounds, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you're only six something, so yeah. you're a lovely little tiny thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the only other thing was, yeah, I'd, I'd change a nappy or feed you, and you just used to stare at me yeah, for right. about two days. Right. And I'd say, and I said this day, "Don't you like me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm your mother." <laughs> and you gave me the biggest grin. Yeah. I cried again. <laughs> Uh, and I, but I think what that was was because while you're in the hospital, you had somebody different feed you every day. Yeah. Whoever was on the shift. Yeah. In yeah. the nursery. Yep. And you know, and the, you're probably to the point you're getting a bottle propped up because they're too busy. Yeah, and also, yeah, well that. Yeah. And, and they would have been talking to other people, and not looking. Yep. So there wasn't that continuity for you on who was feeding yeah. you, who was... And I'll yeah. probably... Hang on. You're the same face. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hang on. This room's the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only one lady coming to look after me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Crazy. Um, yeah. Now, with that, um, the last question I've got for you is... Have you got any advice for anyone in particular, whether it be birth, mothers, children, anybody who's got these types of questions um, or, you know, who who has some adoption-type questions or have you got any advice that you'd like to pass on? In regards of? Anything in particular. When to tell... I definitely, definitely 
will not alter my thought on the fact you tell a child as soon as possible. Like I heard to your last weeks where the boy was 17 or so before he was told. Yeah. It's something... Teenagers are going through so many hormonal changes. Yeah. And then to be told, you know, especially the way he was told because the marriage broke up and you hear that. Yeah. I mean, devastating blow. Yep. Definitely. And, you know... Just remember that little soul that's been put in your care. Yeah. And I think that as long as they know they're loved and that um, – and as I said, I always said I looked around and I – of all of the babies, I chose you. That's it. <laughs> or did I choose you and well, Kylie? Of course, now we're getting into another field yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who knows? This, yes. We're getting into the spiritual there. Yeah, and that is a completely new podcast. <laughs> um, one I think Anita is, you know, she can take care of that realm. Uh, oh, good. I'll be into that one too. Yeah, then. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess on behalf of my sister Kylie and myself, I want to thank you for everything that you've done. And Dad in the background there who's <laughs> slyly listening in, I can tell. Um but happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Um, I hope you've had an awesome day. I know that we're recording this in the past. <laughs> You'll hear this on Sunday, Mother's Day. And I hope all the mothers out there have an awesome day with your family, whether it's your adopted family, your birth family, but the people around you are your family. And I hope you have a lot of good memories and time with your family. So thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.